Um, uh, Mike Ashley, yeah. though, is uh, looking at Derby as his next business venture. God help them. Is, is he trying <laughs> to go to prison? It's, it's, it very something. much sounds like it. Yeah. All he wants to do is play tennis for 10 years, and then he, he's just going to get some white-collar um, case and just go play tennis in a prison for 10 years. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Footy Fetish Podcast with myself, Alfie, boy, Ollie. Yo. And Dan Bardell. Yo. How's it going, fellas? How's it going? All good, mate. All good. England's had a good chance. Oof. Yeah, feel fine. Lovely. Not quite. Lovely. But... Hopefully we should get that result in. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a quiet week of football. Um, nothing much going on. Obviously, international break. Uh, a lot of what? Well, yeah, I guess the World Cup qualifiers, Nations League. Um, that's about it, to be honest. And then, obviously, the thing, main thing dominating the headlines at the moment is Newcastle. We spoke briefly about this on Tuesday, uh, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've lost track of days. Um, <laughs> it's on th- on Thursday we spoke about it. Uh, I think the deal had been done then, right? Like it yeah, had been it had been, uh, been done that day. Yeah, pushed through and everything, but obviously a bit of a development. Uh, I don't. Has Steve Bruce been sacked officially yet? Not officially. No. Soon. Um, no. Well, I mean, he should be. Uh, but you know, I've also heard you know Newcastle looking for managers. I don't know if you guys have seen the shortlist, but at the moment they are looking at the likes of Brendan Rodgers, Frank Lampard, and Steven Gerrard as the uh, the three I've seen the most linked to the to the role. Obviously, Conte was linked, but he quickly put himself out of the running for that job, saying he's not interested. Um, not really surprised on that. Can't really blame him. He's a man of pedigree, uh, and Newcastle are not. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, what, what do you guys think of, of the Rogers, Lampard, and Gerrard connections? Um, it's not um, that inspiring, uh, really. <laughs> yeah, uh, not very. I mean, is Rogers actually? Would Rogers really leave Leicester for Newcastle? Wine? I understand, you know, it's an opportunity, but they're clearly like. It's going to take a long time. So, Rogers is going to be like the Mark Hughes, I think, if he went there, you know? Um, yeah. I think that's probably the problem that they've got at the minute. And I was thinking about this as well, because I know you guys were saying about Graham Potter being linked as well. And it's the same situation. If you were him, you would you don't want to be that guy that's going Starting to... Start again. Yeah, you know, he's starting again. And if anything, they're more likely still to go down than they are... Yeah, uh, you know, actually, actually progress with that squad anyway. So, hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's such a big risk. I can imagine Lampard because he's just not doing anything. Mm. Um, yeah. Gerard, I think, is just waiting it out, waiting for that Liverpool job, and I think that's that's sort of. I think um, you're right, mate. Done and dusted. Yeah, but Lampard, I can see because Lampard's already taken Chelsea. So why why would he turn down Newcastle? You know. Yeah, you can still get that some prem experience there, well, managerial prem experience, but not when you've got that much pressure, like the Chelsea sort of pressure he had. Um, I think it might do him good, but I don't think either three of those names are massively going to do what well, they're not going to do amazing. I don't think they need to be targeting maybe someone at a slightly higher level of managerial sort of well, like. Brendan Rodgers has got the most experience out of them, so he'd probably make the most sense. But, like you say, it's just about whether he would leave Leicester 
maybe Leicester are thinking of getting rid of him at some point. Yeah, I was uh, what I was about to say. Like, if, if going, you know, results don't continue to not really go their way, maybe Leicester do look for another manager, and that opens the gate for Rogers to go to Newcastle. But no, um, I don't think it will like happen Gerard. that quickly, though. No, no, no. I, I like Gerard for this job. I think if he's smart, Rangers. I know they're top of the league, but they're actually doing pretty terrible in terms of the way they're playing and stuff like that. They're not. They're not doing great. So I mean, being yeah, top of the Scottish like, league, I mean. Do you know what I mean? But that's the, I, I just think it could be, it would be a good opportunity for him because if if he inherits this team, the Steve Bruce team, and he does badly, then he's got a little bit of a scapegoat in the fact that the team is awful and yeah. the club is still ran horrifically. Um, and it gives him Premier League experience that another team might come and pick him up in the summer or in like a year or, or so. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. I, it, I think they'll keep Steve Bruce for the season. I don't think so. I think they're going to get rid. They shouldn't do. They shouldn't do. Because mm. um, he doesn't deserve it. I don't care. Like people, I don't know what it is about people just fucking feeling sorry for Steve Bruce. The dude's a terrible manager. I'm sorry, but he's a shit manager. Mm. Um, he has no. He is so tactically inept. I know he's got a bad squad and stuff, but he, he has no. Ta he has one tactic, and if it doesn't work, he doesn't do anything else. He bought wingers and then now plays a formation that doesn't use wingers. Now he's just got Ryan Fraser and people like that sitting on the bench for no reason, not getting any minutes. Um, just Ryan because Fraser. he's softly spoken and says stuff about his parents not seeing fucking social media. I don't everyone in football gets it. I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Everyone in football gets it right or wrong. Like, it, it's part and parcel of the job. Like, get, get with the times, man. Um, but this will be his last managerial job, really, I think. How old is he? I can't he? imagine. Do you know? Huh? Do you know how old he is? I don't, I don't. But do you know he has a series of books out? Yeah, we've spoken about this, I think, yeah. we <laughs> quite a while we? ago. It was not in, during the first season of the podcast. It was ages uh, he's ago. 60. But, uh, he's 60. So he had Sweeper, Defender and Striker all come out. Well, they about, were um, mystery novels or something. They were mystery novels around football, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so funny, man. Oh, God. So funny. But no, he's a, he's an awful, awful, awful manager. Well, do you think he's um, going to make it to the Spurs game? Because that is actually going to be his 1,000th game if he, you know, gets there. He's on 999 at the moment. Yeah, he manager. thought that the last game could have been his 1,000th, but uh, it turns out the first game he managed, he was still a, like a caretaker manager or something. He wasn't fully appointed. So this is technically going to be his 1,000th, but um, yeah. The it, fact that he has almost 1,000 games under his belt is horrendous. Mm. As a man, like, that's bad. Yeah, he's done things in the in the past that have been a lot better than what he's done in recent history. But yeah, yeah he can't rely on everything that's that he's done in his sort of previously in his career and nothing from recent history because recent history get, is the most yeah. accurate. Didn't he still get the same position that Rafa did? What do you mean? Didn't he finish he finished twelfth, didn't they, under Steve Bruce and didn't they do the same under Rafa? Or, or uh, under Rafa? what last year? So, yeah, you might be right. Let me just let me just Google that. So, twenty twenty one, they finished twelfth. So, yeah, I guess what was the season before that? And that was his first season, was it last year? They finished thirteenth. Yeah, so, if anything, he actually improved. There you go. But he did get like you have to remember he did get Callum Wilson, and Rafa Benitez did not have Callum Wilson. 
Yeah, he got he brought in um, St. Maximin and Callum Wilson, didn't he? Pretty sure. Yeah, so he had those two on top of yeah. on top of the uh, not just thing. Jolington. Uh, Saint Maximin, another winger that is managed because he's good enough to fit into another position. But mm. imagine if he wasn't. That'd be another person sitting on the bench, not used now because they don't use wingers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, talking of transfers, let, let's get into some transfer windows because they are hilarious boys. Oh my god, they're they really are incredible. Hilarious. Um so we've got Philippe Coutinho. Oh can you guys Yeah. Oh there we go. Sorry, I froze on my screen there. We we're all good. Uh Philippe Coutinho, Kaladu Kulabali, who obviously last summer was linked to Manchester City mm. and now is uh you know plays for Napoli and they're top of the Serie A but wants to go to Newcastle United. Uh Aaron Ramsey uh Usman Dambele, Jesse Lingard, Dean Henderson, Eric Baye and Mauro Acardi. Um, Rio Ferdinand's also come out and said on his podcast that they should be looking at like the likes of Jesse Lingard, Raheem Sterling and Declan Rice. Um, so none of those players will go there. Maybe Aaron Ramsey because I think that he could get his wages matched. Probably. Um, as like, you know, like the Robinho transfer yeah, type yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. People are going a bit crazy with this whole Newcastle thing. What what do you guys... Uh, Bards, I'm actually quite interested to get your opinion on the whole way this team is going to work with financials because obviously me and Ollie spoke about it, but we haven't really heard from you in terms of transfers and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, well... Um, first off, um, Hungary have a penalty against England. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, I, I'm behind at the moment, I think, but there's a VAR check going on. It is apparently, um, but in regards to how they're going to spend money, I mean, I can. If, if the sort of um, consortium is allowed to pump that much money into it, then yeah, I can totally see Casino going there because they want him off the off the wage bill, and he can probably go for pretty cheap, like yeah. in relative in terms of a player, probably of his quality. But you know, they'll be paying top dollar for a player that nobody else wants. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I can see him going there. Sterling, I think, is actually quite an interesting one because if they suddenly sign like three big players, then there's every chance that Sterling could go for a relatively decent amount, if not exactly what City paid. So I don't think that's in the you know realms of impossibility. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would be surprised if they go like all out um, because, to be honest, they need a whole new back back line. Probably a new keeper. Probably need to get rid of like a load of their players that they've currently got. Which at the minute, who's going to buy the likes of Joe Linton and you know players like that? Probably yeah, FFP. No FFP is going to fuck them. Yeah, but then they've, they've been operating at a profit, haven't they? For like, ever. yeah, that's true. Mike Ashley has operated at a profit, so they can actually afford to spend like yeah. loads of money and get away with it. So they, if they want to do it fast, they probably could buy, do it fast. Whether that's a success is another story, but they can definitely pump money into it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. One nil. Yeah, I, do think, I think I think some of them will be interesting. I mean, if they get a manager like Lampard as well, Lampard's going to want to be like, yeah, I want Coutinho and Sterling, and maybe the name like Lampard because he's so well regarded in the England camp as well. Players like Sterling might want to go, especially if he's not yeah. doing well at City. But then again, it's the old. Um, argument that they've not got Champions League football, have they? So until they... They got anything. Um, yeah, so until they have that, are players really going to want to go there? It's fine if you miss Champions League like, football for a year. You're 28. Yeah. 
you go in there for your peak years. No. And like, yeah. let's be honest, like players still are joining a terrible team. That's yeah. what people have to realise as well when signing with this team. If they do sign a Raheem Sterling, this whole thing would just be Raheem Sterling. 100%. There's no one else. It's like... It'd be like some maximum. It's he's just... So yeah, it's, it's a bit like Sorry, just PSG from before they actually could buy all these sort of players. They had the money to, but they, were, they didn't actually have all the players. And now it's now... It seems like Newcastle are going to be the club that has all the money but doesn't have the players and eventually over a, a long period of time due to financial fair play and all these other things when they're going to become a more attractive club they're going to get these players and they couldn't end up like a, a PSG just having world-class players but having such a shit infrastructure in the in the actual club that they don't do anything well they just shit yeah I also do think that I do feel like teams like United and Chelsea like these kind and City aren't just going to let Newcastle come in and sweep up some great, great talent either, like your Declan Rice's and that. Say yeah. if Newcastle put in a bid for Declan Rice, I guarantee Chelsea come in straight away with a better one. 100%, yeah. And so, again, I mean, they're, and they're then much Declan more attractive. Go. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I mean, if they end up with... I mean, like even Jesse Lingard, Eric Bailly, people, like, even names like that, it's not like... I know Jesse Lingard sort of had a bit of a revival and that kind of thing, and he is a, he is a very decent player. But it's still not well beat. Like, Newcastle could have signed Jesse Lingard under Mike Ashley, if we're being completely honest. That's not yeah, anything new true. under these new owners. Mm. Definitely. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. And same with probably Eric Bailly. If they put in a bid yeah. of 30 million, they probably could have had him, or even 20 million. Oh my God, could you imagine? If you got 30 million for Eric Bailly, that is daylight robbery. I think we paid 35, so. Mm, but do you know what I mean? But they, if, even if they paid 20, that would have tested their resolve, yeah. yeah. you know? So. Yeah, these aren't like huge signings. Um, as you say, like a player like Declan Rice, to be honest, he's such a good footballer, he wouldn't move for the money. He'd move for the now, which is going to win trophies, so I'm going to go to the best team that's going to win trophies now, not yeah. five years. Not going to make the same no, mistakes that uh, one yard and made. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ross is but I, greener I, just because the money is. That's it, that's it mate. Um, yeah, anyone in this like footballing world that takes money over football are just automatically kind of dead to me. And even if they're a great player, I still think that they're rubbish. I'll be like, nah, he's rubbish. He's rubbish. I'll just claim he's rubbish. But uh, I don't know with Declan Rice. Like, there's no way. Like, that's such a huge step down. I mean, wherever these players are coming from, it's a massive, massive step down. Definitely. Initially, it's not. It's not like Man City, is it? Man City were at least finishing higher than Newcastle were when they got taken over. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a it is a huge step down, especially when a player like Declan Rice has got fans that absolutely adore him and love him, and he could be West Ham's highest paid player probably if he signs a new deal. Yeah. So regardless of the amount of money that Newcastle would offer him, I don't think he'd ever go to Newcastle. And then like, no, I've been to Newcastle. It is a lovely place. But if you've got money, ain't no way you leave in London to go live in Newcastle. No. Just not happening. No. You, like it's just not happening. Sorry, you get a lot more like, for your money up there, but <laughs> it's not. You don't even need to worry about no, more exactly. for your money at that point. Like you just got bags of it, man. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Raheem Sterling's an interesting one, just because he is a bit out of favour at Man City at the moment. They could throw a big deal money at him, but I've heard, I've seen a yeah. lot of rumours of him and Barcelona. I have no idea how Barcelona can afford that. 
But yeah, that's the I'm thing. sure it's, it's going to be one of those situations where, like, he will just. <laughs> Sorry, parts. Your face just then froze in the most creepy smile. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Sorry. Um, yeah, no. Um, it will be one of those situations where other teams might come in, um, better teams, but they might offer less money, and that's definitely the route he should go down. Um, I don't think he will make. Well, he might. He might do. I never. You never know. To be honest, he might make the same mistake as Vanny Adam and just go for purely for purely for the money. But at the same time, he needs to think: Is that what am I actually going to be enjoying the football that I'm playing? Probably not, not for a, at least a couple of years. I think there will be other teams that will come in for him, maybe even outside of the Premier League, um, that will offer him something that might not be as much money, but it will be a better deal in the long run, just because well, they're a better team than Newcastle are and will be probably over the next year or two before they start to seriously bring in some a couple of more players and well, maybe actually do something. Yeah, I'm just looking at what Alan Shearer. So yeah, I'm just looking at what I've just read this outright from Alan Shearer. He thinks that they should go for Coutinho, Jesse Lingard, Özil, and Deli Ali. Jesus Christ! I mean, they all play in the same position. That'd be really good, wouldn't it? Incredibly yeah. um, average. Yeah, I mean, that's just not making anyone. That's I don't. I mean, it is making Newcastle better because they are awful. Mm. But like, I don't know. This whole thing is very weird. This isn't it. Like I guess because it's so new and we haven't really seen anything of it yet. We just know that they've got new owners and they've been rumoured to be pumping in so much money or whatever. And I don't know, man. I just, I just not believing that Newcastle were going to be this incredible team until I see it. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah, definitely. We've seen teams with money like Villa, Everton. All these teams have crazy money as well, and they're still very much an average Premier League team. Yeah. Have so, about, uh, or about just slightly above average, I guess, is probably fair to say. I mean, I'm surprised they're not linked with uh, the player that's rumoured to be going to Arsenal in January as well. Yeah, who we got on here? Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Uh, potential loan move, obviously, for the for the Gooners, but that would be a great move for uh, for Newcastle to bring him. Aside Joe Willock as well in that midfield. Mm. That could be lovely for them. But um, we'll, we'll talk about Oli. Arsenal re the re Arsenal rejects team. Bringing oh, in Ozil as well. <laughs> yeah, they'll find David Luiz. They're just going to be like, yeah, so you either hand me downs from Chelsea to Arsenal, then to Newcastle. Exactly. You know, like Liverpool it. used to just raid Southampton all the time and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, their dead players would just go back to Southampton afterwards. That's <laughs> yeah. so it's going to be with Arsenal and Newcastle. Oh, I love it. But uh, yeah, how, how, what do you think of that then with uh, Arsenal? Um, I'm not going to be. I don't, I don't know what to think of it really. <clears throat> He's not. I haven't really seen enough of Ox, uh, Oxo Chamberlain over the last year or so to sh show me that he's good enough to sort of be part back, back part in that Arsenal team. We've not really seen much of him since he's joined Liverpool. Exactly. Being honest. Yeah, I know but... he's had injuries and stuff like that, and he does he does play the odd game quite well. But that's all you ever really hear of him. You don't hear of that. Oh, Ox has been. Like dominating sort of all over the field, he doesn't get the game time to be able to. And I'm, um, I'm what like if it's a loan, fine. Like, but I don't want to sign him back until I've seen more of him because it's just gonna be a case of like Liverpool will offload him to us. We'll get him. He'll do absolutely nothing. He'll be absolutely shit, and then it will just be oh, Arsenal have done another Arsenal thing, and it's just. Do you not just think that anyway, and just think why not just. 
So he, he left, cut your losses. He left when you needed him. Mm. So if anything, just move on regardless. You're not thinking. Yeah, well, I've, I'm not. I, I didn't really even know about this until I read the notes earlier. I've not really seen much about it, but <laughs> I don't think. It. Yeah, I don't. I've not really bothered either way, but I think I would rather go if we're going to get anyone on loan or even sign anyone. It's going to need to be oh. maybe someone with a bit more um, to them. Yeah, he's just has not been playing enough. No, he hasn't. Um, I'm just trying to find out how many like starts he's had um, for Liverpool. It's quite hard. I know he's got for. One so thing you will hear the good thing that though the good thing that Klopp is good at is bigging up players when they barely play. Like he thinks Origi's this given talent when he's actually very, 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 very average. Mm. And then he'll say the same whenever Ox plays in like the Carabao Cup. He'll be like, "What a monster of a performance!" Which I know that's what managers do, but Klopp's mm. exceptionally good at doing that, and that's why they manage to sell all their players on for pretty yeah. big fees when yeah. they're. Just, just the Ox controlled that midfield yeah. against Oxford United. <laughs> yeah. And then you won't see him again for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think a loan move for Arsenal could be quite good because if you're like, if if you're for the just for the rest of the season, because if you're if you've got to throw up the idea of El Nenny or Oxay Chamberlain, you'd rather just take a punt on Oxay Chamberlain just see what happens, innit? Um, yeah. in that position but this is the thing obviously he's always struggled with injury as well I don't want to get him on loan and then him be injured for the majority of the loan and be like oh, what's the fucking point in that that would happen as well exactly it's, it's, yeah. it's written in the stars it's going to happen um, but yeah yeah it's interesting though it's an interesting one mm. um, I wouldn't I wouldn't want him at Palace I'll be honest like quite frank about it I, I just, I wouldn't want him at Palace. He's too. There's no need. He is too injury prone, huh? There's no need for him to to, to be. Yeah, we don't need him. He's too. Yeah, it's just a weird one. I I don't know. It, it would be getting in the way. I guess somehow we now have a stacked midfield. It's fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> definitely see. The more I think about it now, the more I think now that is one I can definitely see Newcastle going for because they could probably get him in. It will seem like a big signing. In reality, it won't quite work. The way it was yeah. intended. Those which is are, normally how these things go. Those are the types of players that they need to be targeting, though. They can't be looking at Dembele and Katina and all these sort of bigger name players that, quite frankly, at the moment, I don't think they're Newcastle are good enough or they're not attractive enough of a club to be getting those sort of players. They need to be going for someone maybe like an Ox or someone that's lower down that they can slowly sort of build up to that. So if they're going in to try and sign like Coutinho or something and go, well, we've got Jolinton that you can play with and stuff like that. They're, they're not attractive players. They're, they're not going to bring in, like help bring any, anyone into the club, anyone of great significance anyway. But if you say someone on along the lines of uh, Oxlade Chamberlain, it's a yeah, it's, it's a bit of a step up there. Like you need they they need to be making these smaller um, steps up before they try and take these big leaps. Um, it's one one by the way. England have equalised. Um, yeah. John Stones, I think. But yeah, I think um, you're right. I'm saying that's like the uh, kind of signing they need to go for. But he would probably be keen as well because he probably wants to play football consistently. Whether that's actually you know, capable for him to do is another story. But he'll probably want to do that. And yeah. then if he thinks, you know what, I can 
drive this team to a European place, even if it's Europa, then that's fantastic. And that is probably achievable for Newcastle in a year, two years, to get a Europa League place, you know? Yeah. So he might think, you know what, this is probably a good move at this stage of, stage of his career. Um, and he would be like the main man. So that's mm. probably the move I can foresee happening. I like mm. to think that Mikel Arteta is probably smarter than I give him credit for. So hopefully he wouldn't really go for that move. I don't really I'd like to think see that, that making well. sense. I don't, yeah, I, I can't see that happening. I, I, I could fully see if, Cal if Gallagher continues how he's playing for us and continues to smash it, I could see Newcastle heavily overpaying for Conor Gallagher in that midfield. Throwing up like a 45, 50 million pound bid to uh, Chelsea for him. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's the thing. They're just going to have to throw money at people for the first season or so, season or two, just mm -hmm. until they get a couple of better names in. That will, yeah, as I say. But then again, I'm thinking like, Sal's not really worked out for Chelsea. If Gallagher continues to play the way he's playing, he'll probably just stay at Chelsea. And probably just yeah, fit straight into that team. Because if Sal and Jorginho, they're getting some, their age is going up in that midfield. Yeah. If they're not improving, I could see him just sticking around at Chelsea and becoming a permanent yeah. fixture there, like uh, like Loftus Cheek has sort of become now. Yeah. Um, oh, God, two people. Well, that's that that's so well, in that case, he's got the Chelsea link. Yeah, if that's I'm true. Newcastle, then he, he might, and Chelsea, you know, might do him a solid because they might be like, yeah, all right, you can. You can either take him on loan yeah. or you can you can take him on a permanent for 40 mil. Mm. I'd pay for, I'd happy I'd love if Palace pay 40 mil for Gallagher. I'd love that. I'd, mm. I'd pay that for him. Um, but yeah, do you, I don't know. It's just you, uh, it's gonna be. You guys heard about yeah, the I'd, other I'd, I'd 19 pay. teams that are uh, currently trying to call an emergency Premier League meeting about the. Yeah. Uh, the I love Newcastle it. I hope it, through, I hope it goes through, man. I hope it goes through. The shit house would be hilarious if we yeah. get that whole thing revoked yeah, I um i'd love it but yeah I, I don't know it is what it is fact, I, I like i'm happy that it happened to newcastle fans because i like geordies i think they're really lovely people i think the city of newcastle is fantastic um i don't get the whole newcastle deserve it no they, there's, they don't there's loads they of don't. teams that deserve yeah. it they but... don't deserve it at all like why do they deserve it because they had alan shearer and did fuck all with him yeah Probably not. <laughs> Their last top flight title came in 1927. Have it out. Leave it out, man. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike Ashley, yeah. though, is uh, looking at Derby to his next business venture. God help him. Wow. Is he trying <laughs> to go to prison? It's, it's, it very something. much sounds like it. Yeah. All he wants to do is play tennis for 10 years, and then he, he's just going to get some white collar um, case and just go play tennis in a prison for 10 years. He can own, um, he can own HMPFC. They need an owner. Actually, that HMP FC is already better than Newcastle FC, so yeah, he'd be, doing, he'd be <laughs> moving on. He's got bigger names, 100%. They're more of Ollie, an attractive I... club, clearly, at the moment. And so... I have to say, Ollie, you've smashed it with the segue there, because we do come nicely into the fact that Benjamin Mendy has been denied bail for the third time um, ahead of his trial <laughs> facing multiple charges of rape and sexual assault. Um, so, yeah, what an absolute scumbag he is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's we don't crazy. have to touch too much on this, but I thought it would be good to, to let the people know. It's just happening so much at the moment as well. Like, I don't know if this is well, I don't know if it's happening more or it's being reported and it's being spoken out on more um, than it has in previous years. Because I can imagine that there was a whole load of things that footballers used to do back in the day, which is not acceptable now. But um, yeah, it seems like it's happening more and more frequently. 
even though arguably yeah. it's a lot harder to sort of get away with anything like that these days. Yeah, I mean, uh, he'll cut, he'll, he'll, that, he, they all come down hard on him as well, especially with everything that's been going on recently with police and all this, Sarah Everard and all this mm. kind of stuff. Like, they're really going to fucking come down. I hope they do as well. He deserves it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nuts, man. What a, what a twat. But uh, yeah, England. Let's talk a bit about England because I had an article here and annoyingly it's now taken the link to the live england hungry feed rather than the, the uh, article that was that there, <laughs> rather than the article that was there prior to the game um but it was basically from from memory it was basically gareth southgate was talking about the england team and picking the england team and saying that he um he said that he always commits a crime when picking the england team because there are so many good ballers to choose from and I just wanted to pose a question. You know how people people love to get on Gareth about his team selections. We obviously had it all throughout the Euros. I think we still got it now. Um, what, what do you guys think of that? I think he's completely correct in what he's saying. That you know, it's do, doomed if you do, doomed if you don't. Basically, yeah, as an England manager, you're never gonna please everyone. It's impossible to because there's so many decent players at the moment. But it's there's only a certain amount of number, certain amount of players you can take, and if you've got say 30 great players, but you can only take 24 of them or 26, however much it is at the moment, then there's going to be a handful of names or just over a handful of names that are going to be sort of left out, and people are going to be annoyed about. And because of the teams that people support, and because of where their their bias lies and stuff like that, um, then people are always going to give them stick online. Um, there's probably people out there thinking that players that the three of us would never think of to be on that England team should be on there but yeah it's just it's one of those situations you, you know, like you say you're damned if you do you're, you're damned if you don't but yeah, yeah I mean I obviously, agree as well but he must know that I mean he does know that but like does he have to like obviously but like, everyone knows that we just like to complain if you don't debate it then you know yeah that's the whole point so I don't really know why he's like talking about it now as if it's new but he is correct in saying he's down if he does down if you don't like you know before the euros you know me included i would have said don't start sterling then he has a yeah, euros. We, so fair enough. we were the same i think the only person on this podcast that said start sterling was harry i think so yeah um so yeah no i, I completely agree obviously his contract is out as well at the end of the next well end of the world cup next summer and he said that he is he's pushed back his contract talks uh, to later on in the year, uh, later on this year, after the World Cup qualifiers are done, to get um, all like these rounds of World Cup qualifiers or whatever, um, because he wants to just focus on the task ahead. Do you think that Gareth will re up his contract, or do you think he'll move on post World Cup? I'd like to hope so, just because he has been good for us, very good. Yeah. We've been the most successful under him than we have under. Any manager, yeah. well, apart from, um, <laughs> any manager in like, the last fifty odd years. I can't remember the England manager that. Um, yeah, and, and I do like Gareth as yeah. well. Like as a Alf Ramsey, of course, Sir Alf Ramsey. As a person, and um, you know, morally, I like Gareth. Obviously, some of his tactics are questionable, like his subs and yeah. his penalty takers. But but you know that literally happens to everyone in the tournament, and he's going to get criticised again. Damned if he does, damned if he don't. Um, I. I think people need to learn to trust him as well because it's clearly working. All the stuff that he's been doing, we we got we got we got to the uh, Euros final, 
and we're obviously doing pretty well in terms of the qualifiers at the moment. Well, not so much this game, we're drawing 1-1, but we absolutely dominated Andorra the other day. Also, I know it's Andorra, but at the same time, it wasn't just a, a stupid little 1-2-0 win. We we looked really good and we played really well, and there were five different goal scorers on the on the uh, on the sheet at the end. I so do, people need to trust do you think him. Wait, though, I mean, no, like no one's going to be after him. No club's going to be after him. Mm. Why not just wait until? Maybe after the World Cup or when it rolls around. Although, if it's a formality that it's going to be sort of done and dusted, you know, he would resign. Then I suppose why wouldn't you just do it? But it's a totally horrendous World Cup. But Southgate to Newcastle. Think... You heard it here first. <laughs> I could fully yeah. see him being Palace manager after Vieira's time is done. I, I don't know why. I could just fully see it happening. Obviously, he's put you know played at Palace for a long time in his career. Yeah, um, uh, I don't know if he's a Palace fan. Um, I don't. I don't actually know to be honest. But obviously, he played for us for a very long time. Or um, well, a long time, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was with us from '88 to '95, and then came through our academy as well. So I, I'm assuming that he must. He might. Yeah, you never know. He's from Watford, but you wouldn't support Watford, would you? Why would you do that? That'd be silly. Um, we'll claim him. We'll claim him. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, it is it's interesting. I I don't think he'll I don't think he'll re up. I think once the World Cup's done, he'll I think that'll be it. Um, if Frank Lampard is smart, he takes the under twenty one job ASAP, gets that in the books, gets a year or like a World Cup in his under his belt in the under twenty ones, and he takes that England job straight after Southgate. Yeah, that would be a pretty cool. Or Stephen Gerrard, but I feel like Stephen Gerrard's future yeah, lies in club, club football. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be ideal. for me. Ideal would be Southgate do this World Cup. Then, if he doesn't re up, uh, let Lampard take over because I think that that I think it's a perfect job for Lampard. No. Yeah, definitely. Like um, I think we spoke about this maybe during the Euros. Um, yeah. But yeah, we said uh, that it would be the I think the ideal thing for for Lampard to move into the, like the under 23s and 21s now because you know he like for want of a better phrase, he loves the kids. Uh, he loves bringing these young uh, players through uh, through the academy and stuff like that. So um, he, he wants to give these young players a chance, and I think that him being doing that in the sort of the under twenty ones or the under twenty two um, under twenty threes in England, it's going to give him that that experience at an international level. Obviously, not as big as stages uh, the the seniors, but he can then sort of structure these players and um, and manage them into the way that. Hopefully, he will then bring them into the senior squad once he eventually gets that job, if he does get it in the end. So, um, I think it would all all go down quite well for him. It's a better structure. Char has just redeemed a hydrate, so if anyone's got a drink, give us a little sip, lads. Mm. Who is the current? Do you not worry, though, that Lampard's been out of football for so long? I know you're saying if he takes the under-21, but if he doesn't... Then would you still have him, or would you say, no, no he's been out of football too long? No, he's been out of football too long, yeah. for me. Uh, I, I can, envision, I can, um, in, you know, envision uh, Southgate leaving as well. To be fair, like calling it quits, but I don't know, man. He, he's just doing good at the job. He loves the job, but maybe he wants a break. You know, like, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't know who. You and I don't know if that man is Lampard. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Whoever it is, it's got to be an Englishman. I'm so I know, like it just has to be. It has to be the person because they get it, man. They understand what what it's about. We've it's seen a different what's level of passion. Under. I mean, look at Capello. Look at Ericsson. It was awful. 
Um, so yeah, like I, I, it's got to be in English, Donny. It has to be. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a yeah. certain like increase in in passion and commitment that you have managing for your your home country, like your actual look at the the place where you are from, where you represent. You don't necessarily. Well, I personally don't think that managers have that same level when they're not man when they're managing a, a country that's not anything related to them or anything like that. They don't have. Why, the same, why would they? The like they, yeah. they just wouldn't. Obviously, so, no, at the end of the day, it's their job, but it's not. It's not just the fact that it's their, like their job for sort of for English people managing the England team. It's it's the fact that you're managing your country, and it's such a, an honour, I think. And obviously, English people are very, well, a lot of them are quite patriotic anyway. Um, so that sort of thing, it's yeah, probably a, a massive honour. Yeah, I mean, look at people being going to prison because of stuff they've been, the horrible shit they've been tweeting because they got riled up at an England football game. Mm. Like this is how stupid. One, this is how stupid English fans are specifically and two how stupid just football fans are in general um like we're an idiotic we're we're idiots aren't we boys like if we're being completely honest we run on emotion we you know stupid shit i mean there are more the dickheads moment. out there than than a lot of people you know uh, you know especially with the racial stuff and stuff like yeah. that it's just fucking idiots scumbags but that's just, it's yeah. literally the same across every country yeah, we're, is, we're not we're is. not we're not the worst by any means, but we're certainly not the best. I I know I do certainly feel like we're top five worst. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. We should do a power rankings of the worst international fans. Uh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that will get us cancelled. Um, Definitely. But yeah, uh, we'll move on now because uh, otherwise we'll we'll stay on this topic for far too long. But um, quickly, obviously, I don't know if you saw guys about this the other day, but Thibaut Courtois hit out about um, UEFA. Saying how they prioritise money over the player well-being. Um, this came obviously after Belgium lost to Italy uh, in their third Nations League third-place playoff. Because we need that, mm. you know, we need big a third-place playoff game. in the Nations League. Um, Not in the Euros, but it, the Nations League. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, yeah, Courtois basically was saying that it was a pointless game, and the players already play too many games in a year. Which I get, especially and mate, they better get used to it if Wenger gets his ways, because he'll have a World Cup every two years if. Uh, if it's well, he did him. mention that. So, as well, um, I think in these, um, I think he oh, did, did mention he? that in the. Yeah, I think oh, I, I didn't read see that. that um, sports. Yeah, he mentioned that, and that was like kind of in his back end. So he said, so it's clear that they just care about the money and not players' welfare. Um, they do. Yeah, I mean, none of the. And it's hard. It's horrible they got Wenger now. Because as you say what you like about Wenger, but he always felt like he loved the game and he loved the players. He did um, it over everything. <laughs> and yeah. now, he's, now he's not Arsenal international level. He's just middle things. And they the got world. the perfect person for it. They got the perfect person to turn and to, to promote this because mm. people do trust Arsene Wenger. Definitely. Um, even though he's been used as a puppet right now, if we're being completely honest. Um, but yeah, it, it is tough. I mean, they oh, do play way too many games. It is all him, isn't it? It's his idea. Okay. What is it though? This is stuff we don't know. Yeah. Like, is it because? He's been some... so anti this his entire career, like this kind of thing. I mean, he was working on Arsenal's interests, weren't he? Like, and now he's. I know he works for UEFA, but you know, if he does it, so you know, Arsene Wenger has always been kind of like. A, he's always modernised the game, hasn't he? He's always yeah. tried to yeah. do more things with it and sort of break it away from its traditions. It doesn't surprise me that he would do something like this. I guess because it's at a different. I see what you're saying. Because it's on a different stage as well. I think like he, 
it was, it's probably easier for him to try and get something like this going, being at sort of UEFA or FIFA compared to at club level. Because at club level, you've probably got you've got to get all 20 teams to agree, you've got to get the Premier League to agree, all this sort of stuff. But when you're at UEFA or FIFA, you make the demands on those teams if they want to part if they want to participate, they've got to basically stick to it, and that's the long short of it, really. Um, I think he's probably got. A bigger scope of things to change within the international, um, things that he can probably force through compared to the uh, the Premier League um, or just club level in general. Um, but yeah, for me, it's it's a shame to see him trying to do these things because it's not something that I agree with, and many or not many people do. But obviously, having that that respect for Wenger sort of throughout the years, and now seeing this sort of thing come in, it's, it's it's a, it's annoying and it's a bit sort of heartbreaking really to see that sort of thing, but yeah, yeah. No, no. It'd be interesting. I, I do actually agree with Bard's point there. Actually, to be fair about him, was he pushing the game forward and this kind of thing? But I just think this is almost a step further than he's ever gone. If you know what I mean, where he is like actually actively doing something that fans don't want, that changes the game yeah. completely, like completely. This might, it, you never know what the knock-on effects of having two World Cups could be. Maybe you'll have World Cups, maybe players don't want to go. You know, shit like this. They've had, they played so much football for their club. Maybe it gets to the point where we'll have a we'll have a tournament where you, you could have Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, these men be like, you know what, I play so much football, I'm not doing it. Mm. And then that's just messes yeah, it up I for mean, everyone, I, doesn't I, it? I don't, I don't like the idea. And I don't know no. anyone that does like the idea. But no. I'm not surprised this is from Wenger because he was doing terrible in, his, in the job when he was coming to the end of his career. And now he's doing, in my opinion, terrible in this job. So it's not surprising that he's yeah. carried on that trend. Just because he's trying to come up with an innovative idea it doesn't mean it's a, it's a good one. So, mm. yeah. Um, I think he is sort of a bit of a scapegoat, I think, for this as well. Because he is one of the forces behind it but he's not the be all and the end all behind it there's obviously a lot of people there that clearly think it's a good idea otherwise it wouldn't get very far in the first place he's got a whole team of people that must be backing him to try and push this forward uh, it can't just be down to him um, but he just seems to be the main face behind I believe it. that it's been I believe that this has been but I have no proof of this whatsoever it's just what it's just my gut feeling on the situation is that it's not necessarily his idea, but he's been used as the man to push it forward because oh, yeah. people trust Arsene Wenger. He's the face of it, yeah. Yeah, and that that's that's what I believe. And I also, I have to disagree with your point about him being bad in the end of his Arsenal job because we've seen what's happened with a similar team since he's left and how much worse they've been. And the fact that he's managed to get managed to have him at fourth with that awful team. Um, okay, yeah. Fair play he to him. Yeah, twenty points. Uh, but I get it. No, I get it, man. Man United, Arsenal, Wenger, Alex Ferguson. There's there's history between you guys. <laughs> uh, I've just been on the outside enjoying it as a mm. neutral. I think it um, was uh, exactly. I think today or yesterday was the anniversary of uh, Wenger joining Arsenal. Back in '96, twenty-five yeah. years ago. I, think, I like I think, Wenger. I think man. it was today. I like Wenger. But I can't remember. But, um, um, yeah. I think just sort of still half saying on that topic, but I just think the Nations League in general is just the most fucking pointless thing in the world. It was meant to take away the pointless kind of friendlies that they have and add a bit of competition in it. 
But all it's it is, it's, it's just a pointless competition now. It's, yeah. it's got no relevance to it. No one cares. I had no idea it was even going on until all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, my Euro 2020 yeah. app changed to Nations League app, and oh, everything mate. just changed on it. I was no a bit idea. like, what the fuck? But, I had no idea. I uh, I didn't know until like, what was it, a couple of days ago that they even it's got semi-finals yet. I was yeah. like, oh shit, not a clue. Didn't even realise. Yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, when did we get knocked out and who by? I was like, I couldn't. When remember. did we get knocked out? Literally, I've no idea. Last thing I remember about the Nations League before this oh year's Nations League was Portugal won, <laughs> and then all of a yeah, sudden, apparently, yeah, apparently now we're in quarterfinals. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> Wait, so, what? When did we get? We failed to qualify. Oh, no, I, that's 2018. Failed to we, no, we did qualify in 2018, didn't we? Yeah. I don't know. We were, it's awful. We final, Who cares? We? Yeah, we, we were... No, uh, yeah, we lost to... No. We were in the semi-finals yeah, lost we to Belgium, I think, didn't we? Mm-hmm. I know Portugal won. Because then they went on to win the Euros. Um, See, well, we don't even know what the hell's going on last time. It was this is oh, how they, yeah. they thought they were getting rid of the pointless bit in the pointless friendlies, but they got rid of the friendlies bit and just put competition in there instead. Yeah. Um, Still pointless. But yeah, uh, Ollie, we're going to shout out some Arsenal here, but Arsenal that you can actually get behind, mate. Because I thought we'd give a little shout out to the Women's Super League. We don't really talk about the Women's Super League much, my but gals. I thought, you know, why not why not big them up a bit? And uh, I managed to on my well, I caught a bit of highlights of some Women's Super League games that were going on. It actually looked quite mad. Some of the uh, stuff that was going on. I've been keep, well, keep yeah. up with the Arsenal side of it a bit more this season because it's uh, it seems to be a lot more heavier yeah. on their social media channels and all I can do at the moment is we're dominating yeah, unbeaten after the first five games only conceded two goals and scored 19 absolutely outrageous obviously Chelsea Spurs and United are following closely I feel I feel like they're only like a point maybe two points behind you mm. and you've got a big game against Tottenham coming up on November 14th yes I did have a look yeah. uh, I'm getting into the Women's Super League boys I'm not going to lie I'm getting into it Palace aren't in the Women's Super League so I'm going to have to live vicariously through another team I'm pretty sure that yeah. Reading um, are in the uh, they are they're not doing very well though. no they're not they no. used to have Fran Kirby I remember when they had Fran Kirby back in the day but now she's like a Chelsea legend yeah um, definitely but yeah uh, big up the Women's Super League I'm gonna I'm gonna try and, I'm gonna stay intact with it I'm gonna try and shout it out as much as I can on this podcast hopefully get some female viewers in the who knows we, we could have the next Fran Kirby watching right now 100%. who knows um, it's, I'm definitely going to be joining you with that because it's the only positive thing I've got to say about uh, Arsenal for the majority of the time at the moment. So, big yeah, up I the like, women. I don't know. I feel like we're in like the the league below the. Yeah, Super you are. League. You're like the championship. Yeah, but big up the Palace women's. Let's go. We've got a big game against Lose coming up. Mm. Um, I think Liverpool's women's team. Oh, we just beat Coventry on the tenth of on the tenth. Well done, three nice. two, big game. I can't remember. Um, I think Liverpool, uh, Liverpool's. Um, uh, female team are they in the Super League or are they at the uh, the league below? I can't remember. I think they are in the Super League. No, I think they're the league below. They might be in the same league as Palace. But yeah, we're in the Women's Super League too. We're Liverpool. Yeah. Durham sitting top. Holy shit, we're sixth. Come on, girls. <laughs> I love how mixed up it is in the Women's Super League compared to the Premier League. Yeah. Love oh, it. Big also, I think win. we should shout out. Um... Our friend Hendry, because Scotland are currently facing the Faroe Islands, and it's nil-nil, so they're doing really well, keeping a clean sheet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't even. Sport I can't even. I can't even jokingly shout out for uh, Scotland on this. I just can't. 
Um, <laughs> Your boy McTominay scored the other day. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, yeah, he did yeah, score. Sure. He did. Yeah. I don't care. It was for Scotland. He, so. he kind of like dicked it into the goal. Kind of. You know, like he like body rolled it into the goal almost. Um, when I, I don't saw know. it, I expected like I expected a screamer akin to what he did against Man City. Oh, what, from Hendry's reaction. When I saw it, yeah. So yeah, I pushed it back. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was just in the right place at the right time. He's sort of in the way, if anything. But uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, let's talk a bit about the your way for Nations League. Uh, well, I'd say a bit. We we're going to really skim over this shit. Uh, so, so France won, obviously, after beating Spain 2-1 in the final. And Bappe and Benzema, their two guys, got the goals by Oyarzabal? I never know. I, I know the name, but I can never pronounce it. Oyarzabal, I think. Oyarzabal? I don't know. I am, but Sorry, lad. Um, yeah, he scored for Spain, obviously. And then Belgium lost to Italy in the third place playoff, as I mentioned earlier with the Courtois news. They, uh, they also lost. But so, I don't know. Who cares about them? If England aren't in it, I don't care. Um, but yeah, uh, let's talk about England. We'll move on. unless you guys want to mention anything about the, the the Nations League before we move on to England, where we where we're finishing up. No one cares. I just, it feels weird that they're they like that's going on while the World Cup qualifiers are going on. It's like two separate entities and competitions yeah. and governing bodies. Games going on at the same time, both at international to- like football. Yeah, and it just like totally dilutes. I mean, obviously, the World Cup qualifiers are more important than than the Nations League, so it just totally devalues and dilutes what the hell's going on there. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like France playing Albania is in the World Cup qualifiers is bigger than for them, bigger for them than playing Spain in the Nations League final. Like it just is. Um, So yeah, it's going to be hard to legitimise that that international tournament with the Euros in the World Cup with so much heritage that those those both have. Mm-hmm. Even the qualifiers as well are more are more like a fun more fun than the uh or more high stakes I suppose in the Nations League. Yeah it's um, something people yeah. care about. Let's talk about England boys. Let's let's finish with England because mm-hmm. we love England. It's our it's our home. It's where we live. It's our football team. Um so yeah let's talk about that. Obviously we beat our Al- 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 Albania again. Andorra five nil. Um did you like my little thing in here which I said was the real fire performance in the yeah, stadium that was, weekend that made me chuckle when I say that uh, yeah obviously we have five different goal, goal scorers like Ollie you mentioned previously uh, Ben Chilwell Bukayo Saka uh, our fan favourite on the podcast here uh, Tammy Abraham James Ward-Prowse and man like Jack Grealish um, yeah we. Look, I didn't actually see I've been I was been working over the weekend so I didn't actually get to see this game did, did either of you guys watch it or yeah um, well I, I was sort of half I watched the second half I think all of the second half but I watched bits of the first and um, uh, I got a notification on my phone pop up saying um, James Ward-Prowse missed penalty I was like you fucking you're so shit I was getting really pissed off and it popped up a second later saying James Ward-Prowse scores and I was like this can only be one thing Bought up the stream on my phone. Like, yep, there we go. Yeah, he he scored the rebound. I was <laughs> getting really, okay, right. p- I was getting really I, pissed I, off of him. Like, what the fuck? You're so shit, or whatever. But yeah, yeah. It's a terrible um, penalty as well. It was. It was shocking. But he was. Uh, I don't see how he deserves a place in this England team. No, you just don't. Like he, he says, he's picked players on merit. He's done nothing this year. If you're picking players on merit, you, there's a load them. of names that you put ahead of him. I know you're trying to flesh, flesh it out. You haven't got your Bellinghams and people like that in there for resting and that. 
But even so, there's more players. Conor Gallagher deserves that spot over him, if we're being honest. Like, what? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think James Ward-Prowse is a, you know, he's a dead ball specialist, but then he goes and whacks a penalty yeah, like that. that. It doesn't yeah, really help his, that. doesn't really justify his place, does it? So I don't, no. I don't really. Dead ball specialist, it, but he yeah. misses a penalty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. he is there to fill a quota, and that's to take Bellingham's place while yeah. he's being rested. That's it. Yeah, basically. I just it would have been nice yeah. to actually have a player on merit in there. I know I'm a bit biased because Gallagher's playing for Palace this season, but there's no way that he doesn't des- that what James Ward-Prowse, based on how he's played this season, deserves a spot over Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Gallagher's in the, in the Premier so far through the first however many weeks we've had, Gallagher is in the Premier League team of the season. I mean, if you're going to do that and you're going to play James Ward-Prowse just for the sake of playing him, why not play someone who you think you know what he could give. Down a run for his money or someone yeah. else, you know. Yeah, so why exactly. Not actually put in a in a headache as opposed to just okay. Oh, well, I know we were singing Southgate's praises earlier, but basically bottling an opportunity to literally stick someone left field in there, but has started the season really well. Yeah, like give him a chance. This is the perfect time to test stuff out and have a little experiment where we're playing fucking Andorra and Hungary and Albania. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, San Marino. Saying, no, we're, we're drawing against Hungary and we've got a pretty strong team out. So. Yeah, not if Gallagher was playing. Um, it's because Saka didn't yeah. start. Uh, obviously, you know, we're currently, well, we'll be five points clear of Albania if we um, if we win, if we draw this. Hopefully we win and we'll be uh, seven points. Uh, yeah, seven points clear. Uh, quick maths there. Um, yeah, but yeah, obviously we're, we're cemented half. on. We're cemented on to to make the you know, there's no way we're not making the world cup do you know what i mean we, oh, we, yeah. it's it's a mute point at this point but one thing i did want to bring up with you guys quickly is uh, i saw obviously about um he came out and said john stones has like is no problem about losing his spot obviously we know Maguire at the moment so that makes that makes a lot more sense hmm. but you know he did say like, once again i'm coming back to this merit thing and is it right that john stones just keeps his place if he is barely playing for man city this so far this season when we do have like like I put here, Esri Konza, Fakayo Tamore. You know, there's other names that you could put in there. I know, I've, I've just, you know, Mark Gay, Ben White. You know, Ben White, if he turns the season around a bit more and, and continues to improve, there's no. But John Stones is literally not playing. Yeah, he's a, it's, it's a tough one, I think, for John Stones because he he is a good player, but he's struggling to get into that city side because there's players like Laporte and Diaz keeping him out, who are both world class players. It's it's tough because, like I said, John Stones isn't bad. And he probably would get into that team, but it's just the fact that he's he's not second best centre back. That is, yeah. But he needs to play, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, he does need to play because eventually it will get to the point where if Gareth does keep um, bringing him or starting him for England, and he's not getting the minutes at City, he could be not as good for for England because he because he isn't getting those uh, minutes uh, for City. If it, I know it's still very early in the season and stuff like that, which is probably a bit more why that um, Gareth's thinking behind. Uh, still taking him and everything and because of um, Maguire being out but at the same time if it gets later later in the season and he's still not getting the minutes in will he make it to the World Cup? I'm not 100% sure if he will because the the lack of match fitness he must have you can do all the training and everything like that that you want but if you're not consistently playing either a full 90 or the majority of a full 90 it doesn't have the same effect as when you're obviously just running around during training and stuff like that it's it's not the same level of intensity and you need that on a more consistent basis that's it 
pretty sure um, John Stone started last season without being in the City squad, didn't he? And then him and Diaz were like, unbelievable. And then it was it was Laporte who was looking to go in the summer. Yeah, Laporte yeah, was also injured. Laporte got quite a few injuries last season, I think. So I think I think this season is is fine for Stones and Stones and Maguire were so so good in the Euros. Um, I thought Stones was really good. I thought he just looked effective. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, you know, and I wouldn't break up that partnership. I know he's not playing at the moment, but I, otherwise, what? Okay, I would have liked to see Tamori, but what Tamori next to Mings? I'd rather not have Mings anywhere near that back. No, Esri Konsa, man. Well, Mings has started to. Yeah, but for whatever reason, he keeps picking Mings as well. So if. It, so I'd rather have Stones there, even regardless of like a time. But as I said, I'm pretty sure we had the same issue last season. But then Stones ended up, you know, getting in the side and turning the season around. There's not been that many games. But really. there wasn't an obvious standout second. <laughs> there wasn't an obvious partner to Maguire. It was like really because what was it, Dyer or Mings or Cody? Yeah. And that's funny not enough, happen. Good Whereas good. now you have these young lads in Ezra. Uh, uh, Ezri Konsa, Fikayo Tomori, Mark Gay, you are all playing fantastic this season so far for I their respective have, uh, teams. A little stat for you about um, Connor Cody. Um, he, we've not actually conceded a goal since uh, uh, when, uh, when he plays for England. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When, so he start, when he starts for England, we've not conceded. I wonder who he's played against. Yeah. Mm, Andorra. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah. Probably Andorra yeah. about five. Yeah. Yeah. Every time he started for England, yeah, he's, he's, he's not conceded a goal. But um, right, if Fikayo yeah. Tomori comes out. Wins the Serie A with AC Milan and starts for them every year, every game, and is unreal. Do you still go for Stones and Maguire fully fit, or do you give to if Stones still hasn't really barely played for City, like hypothetically, no. you um, still give it to Stones and Maguire, or would you put think about putting Maguire and Tamori in there, or if Maguire's not fit, I guess then you go. I think then probably the, the argument doesn't really take place because it'll be Stones and Tamori, wouldn't it? Yeah. So. But you, there are players that we've sort of half well, forgotten about players in sort of Joe Gomez, really. He's obviously coming back from injury. Maybe he does something at Liverpool this season. Um, sort of picks up where he left off before the injury and everything. But he could work his way back into the England squad as well. That man, like that man is shaky. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. But yeah, um, yeah no, he could be someone else. A little forgotten soul in... Uh, in um, Joe Gomez, but that's all dependent on. Captain, Get the under 21s captain in there. Oh, no one cares about it, your palace by yourself. Not gay! <laughs> Get him in! Uh, um, but yeah, no, I. Uh, that's what I really want to talk about, was just a bit of squad depth and stuff like that. Like, obviously, I, I feel really. Like, whatever team we're putting, I feel good about the World Cup. I think, especially now you're seeing Foden and Grealish really be integrated into this team a hell of a lot more than they were in the Euros. Mm. Um, that can only be a good thing, right? That like, there's no way that can be a bad thing. Um, yeah, and then you know, Bellingham will be a year on. I think Bellingham's going to be a huge part. Uh, obviously, Gareth likes him a lot. Mm. Um, and Sancho, Sancho's featuring more and actually playing well yeah. for England. Good two assists um, the other day. Hopefully, for my, for the sake of my fantasy team, hopefully this means he kicks on for United. For God's sake! Um, <laughs> oh my God, me too. Yeah. I, I need I. I put a lot of stock in Man United for this <laughs> for this you season you and really it's not did. playing back with me right now I have to be honest well, I, I, I reckon once Rashford's back which should probably be after this international break it's looking like yeah. yeah I think you can count on Sancho being good because I think they do 
that would literally be Rashford on the left, Sancho actually playing on the right, because mm. for fuck knows why he's been playing on the left, even though we literally bought him as a right winger. But once those two are on, I think the fantasy team might be on something. I really hope so, man. I really hope so. I need it. Well, I've got Rashford set on my bench since the uh, since the draft. <laughs> I drafted him, and uh, he's just been sat on my bench ever since because uh, he's obviously been coming back from injury. But I thought I, if I um, if I don't draft him, yeah. someone else will, and they'll I sit him on his bench. I have to dial this Sancho Hill because mm. I can't get rid of him. If I get rid of him, someone will pick him up it's and then he'll start playing. That's exactly how I feel about Cavani yeah. at the moment. I know as soon as I um, get rid of him, he'll start performing. <laughs> well, and there's not really many, anyone else to bring in. in Behind closed doors, friendly. So Rashford oh, nice. got two goals. That's his first nice. So there you go. Very nice. That's the uh, Rashford back. Eze back. Life's Ollie. Anyone back? I don't know. I don't know. I really have that many people injured at the moment. If anyone, Fair. I don't think. Fair. Chamberlain back. Yeah. There you go. Oxlade Chamberlain back. Rob Holding back. Fuck it. Jesus. He'll Christ. be back. But um. You're back but on no. the bench. Uh, Premier League is back this weekend. Make sure, uh, obviously, we'll be. Uh, Bard, you're not available for Thursday, am I right? No, I won't be about Thursday. Right. But That's right. Harry will be here. So, Harry will be doing the preview for the weekend football. I am so. I don't know about you guys, but I am so glad that Premier League is back. Same. And it, it kicks off with a bit of a bang because, Ollie. I oh, know, mate. We're coming at you. We're coming for you. Right. We're coming for you this it's weekend. Like, as much as I think it, it is going to be a close game, I think. But oh, yeah. I, yeah. It'll go, I could go, it could go either way. Yeah. I could see us win it. I could see us win it. I could see it being a draw. It's really up in the air. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything could happen in that game, really. You could fucking absolutely smash us. We could absolutely yeah. smash you. <laughs> we could also. It could pressing, also be a... our pressing might be a problem for you guys, but I just if we can keep that up for the full ninety. So we saw when yeah. you're pressing against Bright, the Brighton's pressing did you guys in. So yeah. hopefully we can we can replicate that kind of thing. You know. That's the thing. Well, we 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 did deal with the pressure quite well. Well. We dealt with it in a in a better way, but they were also shocking at converting their chances. So it's not filled me with too much confidence. But hopefully we can revert back to that winning way at uh, um, the winning team that we had at Spurs and just look yeah. pure confidence throughout the whole uh, the full ninety. Good. Um, I think it's got a real like it could be a really exciting game. Game of the season, mate. I reckon. I think for neutrals, it could be quite exciting to see two teams probably because we're both going to go for it. No, oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, we're both looking at each other like, "Oh, this is a good, this is a win opportunity." Definitely. So, uh, but I think, but yeah. like I said in the uh, group chat last night, if, if any manager's going to beat us, i will kind of be a bit glad it's going to be Patrick Vieira. Uh, Vieira, he beat Spurs. You know, he won his first Crystal Palace home game. He beat Spurs on his first uh, game against Spurs. Let's have, let's beat Arsenal. Is it at the Emirates? I'm not sure. Can't remember. Well, we'll talk about that on Thursday anyway, won't we? Exactly. We'll but, preview uh, all of this. There's plenty right. of time. Exactly. We're going to wrap it up there, lads, unless you have anything else you'd like to say about international stuff or anything like that. No. Come on, England. It's coming home. Come on, England. How are we looking? Is it still one all? It is, yeah. Just over, okay. just over an hour in. Well, hopefully, hopefully we'll finish off with a win. But uh, thanks to everyone for watching. Thanks to Ollie and Bars for being here today with moi, talking some football. It was good to, it's good to chat to you guys. And um, yeah, make sure to like, subscribe, follow. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Spotify, Apple Music, Twitch, everything. Hit notification bells. Just follow us. We'll hit you with a socials in the chat now. Sorry. Now, Ollie. Now, Ollie. <laughs> You're putting pressure on. I'm spelling things wrong. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, so we've got socials in the chat now. If you at Twitch, make sure to follow. And yeah, they'll be in the description and stuff on YouTube uh, and on 
Spotify, they'll be in the page somewhere. It's fine. Whatever. Yes, Apple right. Music, that good stuff. But yeah, thanks everyone. And Mo Farah signs. See you later. Later. Bye. Bye.